September 28th, 2022, in Masechet Sanhedrin, Amud Aleph, eight lines from the bottom, the first word on the line. The Gemarak is continuing to be Doresh Pesukim and descriptions of what took place during the Mabul of Noah. The Pasuk says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wiped out all of existence, anything that was around or on the course of the land. So that's the Gemara, Im Adam Hata Behema Mehatea. If human beings were Hishit Kol Basar Etar Kol Haaretz, maybe that was with regards to what humans were doing wrong. Malea Haaretz Hamas Mipenehem, they were stealing from one another. They had issues with regards to their interpersonal activity, but animals, what did animals do? Now, it's true that the Gemara had earlier described how animals were um, procreating with their wrong species, but the Gemara seemed to suggest that that's what human beings were doing. Human beings were forcing the behemah onto the hayah, and the hayah onto the behemah, and the hayah onto the adam, and the behemah onto the adam, and so on and so forth, which means to say it wasn't the behemot and hayot's fault per se. Furthermore, only human beings are commanded. We have mitzvot, we have averot, they don't. So in turn, says the Gemara, how does it make sense? How do you square punishment with animals? We can understand it with regards to human beings, but why wipe out all of existence, just destroy, just kill off the human beings? Says the Gemara, Tana Mishum ben Korcha, Mashal, we can perhaps liken this to the following parable. It's similar to a person who prepares a chuppah, prepares the wedding canopy and a banquet and a meal for, and celebration for their son. And all the delicacies and courses of food are prepared. Tragically, his son dies before the wedding. He stands up, that individual, from, let's imagine it, from his avelut. He gets up from the shiva. And he gets rid of everything that he'd prepared beforehand, prepared beforehand. Amar, he exclaimed in this mashal, I did this all for my son. If I don't have my son, if my son's not here to enjoy the hopa, so what am I holding on to any of it for? So too, God said at the time of Mabul, Kelum barati adam. I mean, what's the purpose of domesticated and wild animals, behemoth and hayot? They're only for serving shimush of b'nei adam. Achshav adam now that human beings have sinned, at this juncture I'm going to kill off human beings, why do I need animals of any sort, domesticated, wild animals, behemoth and hayot? In turn, says the Gemara, that's why vayimach et kol hayikum It's for that reason that God wipes out all of existence, not only human beings. Then the Pesukim describe specifically, or closer to specifically, uh, that which was destroyed. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk describes is a reference to dry land. It says the Gemara, that's who died, the behemot and the hayot, but not the fish. Why would the fish not be killed in the same way that behemoth and hayot, if human beings were the sinners and this was all to serve as human beings, why are the dagim being spared? Some of the mefarshim suggest that the dagim were different nonetheless than the behemoth and hayot. And it's true, the Gemara had just a moment ago described the reason behemoth and hayot were killed off 
was because they were there only for Shimush of B'nai Adam. But furthermore, you have to couple that with what the statement of the Gemara in the earlier passage was, and that is that they were wrongfully acting. It may have been against their will, but ultimately speaking, they were, ulti- they were wrongfully acting. They were uh, having relations with the wrong species. Fish, the Gemara never described as having done so, and in turn, fish were spared. Perhaps there's an added dimension as well. Some of the uh, Jewish mystics suggest this along these lines, a longer conversation that the ocean, that the seas, the water is the domain of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in turn, although he's destroying behemot and hayot, which is Haaretz Natan Livnei Adam, uh, ultimately speaking, the yam, the yamim, the waters are still and have always been to a large extent that domain of the divine. And in turn, the fish were never destroyed. Beyond that, it's in that context that uh, some draw attention to the fact that no korbanot are from dagim. Kivyachol, we bring from our domain, we're not to bring from his domain, meaning the sea. It says the Gemara Omer, Darash, Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Yosei, Kesari, Rabbi Yosei of Caesarea was Doresh. My dichtiv, what does it mean, perhaps, Derashav is Pasuk in Iov, the Pasuk says, Kalhu al pene hamaim tekulal helkatam ba'aret, lo yifne derech keramim. So the Gemara is going to, this Rebiyo said, the Min Kesari is going to be Doresh, the Pasuk, first the first part, and then the second part. It uh, teaches that Noah was uh, walking around and rebuking the people of that generation. Of course, there are different opinions in Divrei Hachamim about whether Noah was rebuking or not. Rashi in his commentary to the Torah says, Noah didn't do so sufficiently. And he was saying to the people of the, of the time, Asu teshubah, do, uh, do uh, teshubah, repent. If not, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will bring upon you this deluge, this flood. And he'll turn or he'll, uh, he'll float your corpses onto the water like zikin. Zikin, as she says, are no dot. It's like empty jugs. You're going to be floating around. That's what the pasuk means when it says, You'll be light on the water, meaning something light or something empty that's floating on the water. That's what's going to happen to you. If you don't do teshubah, he's giving the imagery to the people. He's trying to warn them by giving them specifics. You're not just going to die. Your corpses will be floating around all and everywhere. And furthermore, you should know, people will forevermore curse and say, uh, you should be, or you should not be, depending on whether you like the person or not, like Dorham Mabul, as the Pasuk says, as the Pasuk says in that context, Tekulal Helkatam Ba'aret, uh, the Pasuk says that uh, their, their portion should become a curse. That's, of course, uh, reminiscent and, and uh, in contrast to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Abraham in the early stages. It says, Rashi over there says, what does it mean, there are different interpretations amongst the Mefashim. Rashi says, people will bless through you, which means to say people, if they want to bless another person, they'll say, you should be like Abraham. Similar, says Rashi, to what we read in Parashat Vayechi. Becha yevarech Yisrael lemor, yesimecha Elohim, keefrayim vechim nasheh. To use the person as the paradigm of blessing, that was Abraham. The description of, we have the opposite by the Sotah. 
says that she'll be an Allah Bekerev Amah. Says Rashi, she'll be the person about whom we'll say, I only wish that upon you, that you'd be like her, meaning the woman who's the wayward, uh, a wrongfully acting woman. So if we hear the Pasuk describes in the eyes of the Hachamim, the Tikulal Chalkatam Ba'aret, is that they'll be the direction, the angle of, uh, of curse. If you want to curse a person, you'll say you should be like, Dor then the Pasuk says, Lo yifne, they won't turn derech keramim. Derech keramim means the uh, ways of the vineyards. Now, ways of vineyards in the eyes of the hachamim, I imagine even today, but I haven't visited enough vineyards to know. Derech keramim means it's, uh, you have tangled vines and it's not clear the ways. You don't know exactly where to turn and what to do which means to say it's a twisted maze and labyrinth of sorts. So when we envision derech keramim, we envision something that's not straight. Melamed shayu mafnim derech keramim. The people were not walking a straight path. They were rather in this wayward, uh, diagonal and in and out. And as you looked at the people, they were directionless. Amar lo Maybe it should say Amrulo. Is that what Gaon Mivilna? Who's Me'akev? In other words, why is it um, that, uh, that uh, there hasn't been destruction yet? Amar lahem Pereda Ahat Yeshli Lehotzimikem. The response is there's going to be one chick, there's going to be one remnant, one, one uh, vestige of hope that will come forth from you, and that's why we haven't brought destruction yet. As says Rashi, it's a reference to Metushelach. Metushelach was a righteous person of that time period. The description, and we'll see it in the Gemara onward, is that the Mabul would not begin until Metushelach passed away. He was a righteous person during the generation to the extent that the Mabul would not come while Metushelach was alive. Uh, Yad Rama alternatively says, asks a question on Rashi's interpretation. If that's the Pereda Ahat, so why wasn't Metushelach? Well, yes, the same lines, but why wasn't he on the Teva? Just put him on the Teva and start the Mabul then. Alternatively, instead, this is a question to Metushelach. The people are asking Metushelach, they're not asking Noah. Metushelach, if we're really going down the, the tubes of uh, existence, so what is it uh, that's, uh, that's, that's preventing that? He's referring instead to Noah. Noah will be the one person, once he's around, then we have the vestige of hope, he'll continue it. So either way you slice it, basically what's being told to the people is, the reason you're not being destroyed is because there's going to be, or there is one person, that will be not appropriate for this mabu. In Ken, they respond, Lo let's continue life on that wayward, diagonal, uh, not straight path. In other words, as long as we have time, it's a tendency of human beings, we have this innate, innate, innate way to us that will just respond. As long as the uh, harm and the danger is not imminent, as long as we have that time, may as well just enjoy ourselves in the meantime, uh, because we, do, we have that protector, or there will be some hope. Darash Rava, my dichtiv. What does it mean, says Rava, another pasuk, we're going to be Doresh from Iov, as referring perhaps to the Dor HaMabul, to Noah, Lapid Buz, Le'ashtut Sha'anan, Nachon Le'mo'ade Ragel. Says the Gemara, here's what it means, Rava. Milamet Shahiyah Noah Mochiachotam. Noah was talking to the people and rebuking them. 
Right, the Pasuk mentioned lapid booze, lapid is something that helps start a fire, some sort of torch of sorts. As a result, he was turning to them and using words that were strong as fire, torches, starters of fire. But that's the next word in the Pasuk, lapid booze. They were scoffing at him, they were laughing at him. That was nonsense. So you gave us the fire and brimstone speech, come on. Amrulo Zakin, they turned to him and they called him, not in a uh, positive sense, but in a derogatory way, uh, old one, Tevazo Lama or Lima. What's this Teva that you're building? What's that ark for? They responded and asked, what sort of a flood? Uh, but before reading onward, the end of the Pasuk or the next words in the Pasuk, Mention that uh, we just read Le'ashtut Sha'anan. Rashi uh, suggests that those words are a reference to uh, the people just uh, resting and uh, living with a certain serenity and peace, peace of heart. In other words, they were laughing at Noah and continuing a peaceful existence. So it's, uh, it's reminiscent of times when people warn about upcoming threats and dangers and everyone just continues a regular life. That's the vision of Rava over here with regards to Dor HaMabul. But anyway, they're in this conversation. They say, what sort of flood is it going to be? Maybe it's going to be a flood of fire. Oh, that's scary. That's ominous. That's something that's dangerous. We have something that will ward off fire. It's called alita. Alita, Rashi says. She doesn't really explain what it is. It says it's something that wards off fire. Aruch, that's what Binatan Ba'alha Aruch suggests that it's an animal of sorts that they could use to fight off water. Excuse me, fight off fire. What are we referring to? You might recall earlier in the Masechet, and the end of Masechet Hagigan, Daf Kafzain, the Gemara refers to a salamandra. That's on Daf Pegimal, I think, in Masechet Sanhedrin. Salamandra, the Gemara says, is some sort of creature which is born forth. I don't have any understanding of this. I could just tell you what the Gemara says. By placing it in a fiery furnace or in an oven of fire, of, of extreme fire, for seven years. Once this creature emerges, whatever that is, however they're describing this, you use the blood, and the blood is a way of repelling fire. I can't tell you exactly what that means. I can tell you the Gemara refers to this, again, in at least two places. It might be a reference over here in turn as well. They say, we have a method. We have a way of warding off, of repelling fire. Okay, whatever it is, they're not nervous about the fire, says the Gemara. And they say further, they say, Noah, old one, grandpa, Vim shel ma'imhu, maybe it's going to be a mabul, it's going to be a flood of water, maybe, imin ha'aretu, maybe, if it's coming from the ground, maybe it's going to be the springs which are going to overflow. We have planks made of brass or iron. We have strong metal planks which we can place on the ground. We'll push down any threat of water which is rising. Maybe you'll tell us that God, your God, our God, I don't think they're atheists, they just don't believe this is happening. Maybe it's going to come from the heavens. We're not nervous about that either. We have some sort of sponge-like item which we'll place on our heads. And the name was either Akev or Akesh. And we're not fearing any type of flood, neither of fire nor, shall wa- nor of water. We have no fear whatsoever, Noah, even if your prediction is true. Amar lahem answers Noah to them, Hu mevim ben He's going to bring it from the heels of your feet, 
Uh, she has one of two interpretations. Either literally, it's coming from your heels, or alternatively, says Rashi, and he's really borrowing from the next passage in the Gemara, uh, the heels of your feet is a reference to your, um, your, uh, your zera. It's a reference to the sperm. In other words, he's going to bring it from you yourself, from your wrongdoings. You've been in relations and sexual activities wrong. That's how God's going to take you down. Shine Imar, as the Pasuk refers to in that same one that we were talking about, Nachon the Pasuk talks about something with regards to the bottom part of our body as to the destructive way of we're understanding it of God to human beings. It's if from your feet. You can't uh, put metal planks on your feet. You can't me- put metal planks on your, uh, on your private parts. In turn, God will have a way, in short, is what Noah is saying to them. You won't be able to fight this off. Tanya, indeed, the Beraita teaches uh, separately, but again, according to Rashi, connected to that last passage, kashim kishikvat zera. The water of the Mabul were so strong and fierce, like shikvat zera, like, again, like uh, sperm. Says Rashi, rotchin ve'avin hayu. They were burning, scorching, and they were thick, as the Pasuk describes, they were like the bottom part of our body. The same way they sinned with that boiling desire from one to the other, from bringing forth the zera, so too they were destroyed with boiling, scorching water. Who said? On the one hand, the Pasuk says, by the Mabul, when the Pasuk describes the water subsiding, the specific word it uses is, and then it says, by Hashverosh, Vahamat Hamelech, Shachacha, similar word to Vayashoku, and by Melech Hashverosh, of course, he was boiling up with anger. So that similar word, or that identical word in both contexts, in Torah and Navi, is a, uh, in Ketubim, is a reference to us that it started off with boiling water, much as Hashverosh started with an internal boiling. The Pasuk says it was seven days. And then the water began to fill the land. What well, was with the seven days? Why did it start with an initial resting period of seven days? If God said he's bringing the Mabul, why does it need to be? And furthermore, Shivat Hayamim. Hayamim with Hehayidiyah. It's as you should know, it's the seven days. The seven days? It was seven days? What's significant about these seven days? Matibam Shel Shivat Hayamim. What is the nature of those seven days? Amarav Elu Yeme Avelu Chil Metushelah. Those were perhaps the seven days of mourning for Metushelach. Again, just a few moments ago, we read in the Gemara how Metushelach, according to Rashi's interpretation, is the individual who warded off the Mabul. In his lifetime, there couldn't be a Mabul. Not only that, after his death, seven more days. The ability uh, to properly mourn a Sadiq, a righteous one, means during that time, there won't be calamity. By properly, or by giving the opportunity to properly eulogize righteous people, oh, God won't confuse us or distract us with Puranut. Metushelah in his lifetime and even after his lifetime was deservant of pushing off the distractions of existence. Davaraher, alternatively, what's those seven days? What's the nature of those seven days? Seder Bereshit Shehayeta Hama Yoseet 
Veshokat bamizrach. The description is, it's bringing back, us back to the seven days of creation, or the six days of creation on the seventh day, stopping HaKadosh Baruch Hu at this time in these Lishivat HaYamim, changed the ways of nature. Instead of the sun rising in the east and going down in the west, it rose in the west and, and, and set in the east. For what reason? The second nature changes in your own life, in the global uh, existence, you're supposed to stop, you're supposed to check yourself. What is it that we're doing wrong? That was an opportunity for them. Those seven days in the eyes of the Hachamim was not so much as just forestalling the inevitable, but it was another opportunity, seven more days. And it's a reference more than anything when it says Lishivat to bring us back to the days of creation. Alternatively, what's the nature of those seven days? Again, the seven days which preceded the Mabul, Shekavalahem HaKadosh Baruch Hu Zeman Gadol, it's a reference to just a short period of time. It's a significant seven days is a week. Uh, what's a significant large period of time? 120 years. Where did we come up with 120 years? Rashi cites the pasuk from the beginning of uh, the end of Parashat Bereshit, which says Hakadosh Baruch Hu realizes human beings' ways is wrongful. He says, "I'm going to give 120 years." as to a certain extent, a max to their life. The vision in turn of the Gemara is they were given 120 years to repent. That's gonna be the maximum lifetime, lifespan of an individual. They got those 120 years, but now says God, all right guys, nothing changed. Give a little bit more. Let me give a Zeman Katan. Maybe that will change something. It's, uh, so to speak, envisioning HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a merciful father, even during the time of the Mabul. It's an amazing thing. The vision is, again, just please, ready to destroy literally everything staged for destruction, but... Let's just see if we could still pull this all, pull this off. Lastly, says the Gemara, Alternatively, during those seven days, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them the ability to, uh, to live and to, uh, to experience the toba of, of olam haba. They're never going to actually experience and, uh, and delight in it, and as a result, in this world, God was giving them that. Why uh, did they uh, merit that? As opposed to, I don't know, Anshe Sedom. So well, if you recall, Anshe Sedom get a deen. That's what the Mishnah described to us. Anshe Dor HaMabul never got that deen. It's possible that that deen was a vest, was an angle into understanding Torah Olam Haba, which means to say as a human being, we deserve Kivyachol in the eyes of God, the ability to at the very least experience and see what it is and even if, ultimately speaking, it was in a way more painful for them because they wouldn't be meriting it, uh, but to give them that angle, that entrance into that, at the very least for those shivatayamim. So the Gemara concludes for us today. I'm, I'm suggesting it might be a greater punishment. In other words, you're going to experience this. I don't know if it's sadistic per se that you'll experience it and then fall because it's possible they would do Teshubah through it. I'm suggesting instead it's a reality. You need to be able to experience it at the very least at some point in your existence, in your life. The Gemara, for our purposes, concludes with this description of what those Shiva'at Hayamim were. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve